What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Drag up that diesel. What's good? Welcome to the Pig Pen Podcast. I'm your host, Denton Day, at the Denton Day on Twitter. We have what is supposed to be a quote-unquote winnable football game this weekend for the football team as Cincinnati comes into town. So we'll preview the matchup that we got this weekend. But first, if you aren't already, subscribe to the Hogshaven podcast feed and go over to our website, hogshaven.com, and become a member of the site. And then, as I mentioned, I plugged the Twitter. If you're not following me, please go ahead and do so. We can interact throughout the football game, and we can have some fun on the Internet. Now, let's get to the actual game itself. I will be honest, I am very uncomfortable with the football game coming up this weekend. It is either a chance to win a football game, which is not what I'm uncomfortable with, obviously. I like winning football games. But it is also a chance to have this come-to-Jesus moment and come this kind of hurtling back into reality moment 
where if the football team loses to the Cincinnati Bengals, we are effectively in a worse position than that organization, which that organization is not looked on very fondly, obviously. And that's a very, very scary concept to come to grips with because at least I feel like this organization in the Washington football team, I feel like it's in a better spot than Cincinnati. And maybe that's the blinders that I have put on because, of course, I'm, I'm a fan of the team. Obviously, I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I weren't. I'm a fan of the team, so maybe it's those those blinders being put on for me to think that we're in a better spot than Cincinnati. But it feels like we are, yet if we lose the football game this weekend, I, it's not an argument that you can make anymore. We would effectively be in a worse spot than Cincinnati that is looked at as one of the worst organizations just from a football perspective in the NFL. Largely, a lot of our issues organizationally come from the top in Dan Snyder, which then bleeds into our lack of success. But losing to Cincinnati puts us then below the Bengals. And that's that's something that I would prefer to not happen, right? I mean, I, I don't want to be worse than the Bengals. So that makes me a tad uncomfortable. But on top of that, the only reason this makes me un- uncomfortable is because because I think there's a realistic shot that this game is not going to end pretty for us. Following last week against Detroit, uh, I posed the poll question, what do you think this team can do realistically? The poll question was on the actual article on hogshaven.com, not on the actual podcast, but the theme of the podcast earlier in the week was what did you expect from this team? Did you anticipate anything different? And how are your preseason expectations different from where the team is now? So we can take a take a look at the actual poll question in itself, which was how many games do you think this team is going to end up winning? Now that we are to the point where we are 2-7, and seven, we still have the quote-unquote winnable football games left on the schedule, although I think we should be past the point where we are calling games winnable, seeing as we are 2-7. and seven. But I'm looking at the poll here, and four games has a very slight lead over three or less. So the options on the poll on the article that was associated with the previous podcast early in the week, how many wins will a football team finish with? Three or less, four, five, six or more. A couple of very optimistic people selected six or more. But the top two answers were three or less or four. In full disclosure, I picked four. I think there are two games that the team will end up winning left on the season. I'm hoping that this week against Cincinnati is one of them, but I am very, very frightened. And I'm frightened because our offense has consistently got off to sluggish starts. It doesn't matter who the team is playing, with the one exception of the historically bad Dallas Cowboy defense. Cincinnati's defense 
isn't spectacular. They're not great. They're not spectacular. They're not as bad as the historically bad Dallas Cowboy defense was when we played them. You take that one outlier out, every single game other than that game, the offense didn't kick into gear until the team was down multiple scores. Even the win against Philadelphia. In fact, that's one of the reasons that made the win against Philadelphia so enjoyable is because it was a comeback win. And the comeback victories over a team in your division are a lot of fun. It's a little bit of flexing power. And that was before we knew how bad Philadelphia was. And that was before we knew what our quarterback situation would be like. Because it's been a quarterback carousel since then. And we saw against Detroit, there was a stretch where the offense actually played well. It just takes them too long. And I don't know if that is on play calling. I don't know if that is on the actual aggressiveness of the guys that are playing offense. I don't know who to point fingers at. I feel like everybody deserves some bit of blame. But this, again, is a prove-it game. I called last week a prove-it game for Scott Turner. Here we go again. New team, same story. Can you get the offense moving? Can you get the offense in a rhythm? Because you can't play down against Cincinnati. It's one, optically, it's terrible. Because again, I feel like this organization is in a better spot than the Bengals are. But Joe Burrow's pretty damn good. I don't know how many of you have had a chance to actually sit down and and watch a Cincinnati Bengal football game. I know they had at least one on primetime with the Browns. I believe off the top of my head, that's the only time they've played in primetime. But Joe Burrow was really good. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. I take great pride in being able to say that I knew Joe Burrow was going to be good prior to people realizing he was going to be the Heisman Trophy winner. I knew in like the first game of that season where most people knew in the third game. So uh, big, smart guy over here in the world of college football. But I love Joe Burrow, and I know what he's capable of. And while our pass defense is still technically number one in the NFL, it certainly didn't look like the best pass defense in the NFL last week against Detroit. And I think Cincinnati is in a point where they're going to sling the ball around a lot more than Detroit did. Now, T. Higgins did miss practice on Thursday with an illness. I don't believe that is coronavirus-related. I haven't seen anything that would suggest that it's coronavirus-related. I feel like that would be a much bigger deal if it was. Seeing, I feel like people aren't hiding the coronavirus thing anymore, so the fact that he mispracticed with an illness seems to be more of like an actual illness rather than coronavirus. So if he's healthy, I'm assuming he's going to play. Him and Joe Burrow have been fantastic this year. But here's what I mean when I say that Joe Burrow is going to sling the football and that Cincinnati is going to throw it. He has once, once had a game with under 35 attempts. And that was against the Baltimore Ravens. He's had four games where he has thrown the ball over 40 times. Now, statistically, our team might be in a very good spot if he does throw for over 40 times because the Bengals haven't won when he throws for over 40 times. They're 0-3-1. One of the games was against 
Philadelphia where they tied that god-awful game. And two of those were against the Browns. Joe Burrow has had his best game against the Browns' defense. So he's going to throw the football. Can our offense keep up with that? There's a chance Joe Mixon ends up playing for Cincinnati. He's been listed as day-to-day. He hasn't played in over a month for the Bengals, but he's an explosive weapon both in the run game and a guy that can catch passes out of the backfield, which seems like it would be a nightmare for our linebacking corp because our linebackers have, haven't been exceptionally great at all this season. So there's a lot of things Cincinnati can do offensively that does worry me, and the best way to to beat that and to overcome that is to just score points, score more than them, right? Duh. Obviously, you score more points, you win a football game, but the offense has to be aggressive, and they can't wait to be down multiple scores before they kick it in the gear and say, wait a second, we can actually move this football. It has to be out of the gate. Both Cincinnati and our team has scored a total of 21 touchdowns this entire season. We have only allowed 24 touchdowns, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. It seems like we've allowed more than 24 touchdowns, but I'm reading the numbers as they come in. While Cincinnati's defense has allowed 29 touchdowns, their defensive backfield is not exactly healthy. In fact, last week they were running wide receivers as defensive backs in practice just to get good looks. They ran John Ross III, who at one point wanted to be traded and wasn't traded because he has absolutely no trade value. But they ran him at defensive back last week in practice, and then he gets hurt. So that kind of gives you an idea of what Cincinnati is actually doing with their organization, and that's another reason why I would prefer to not be looked at as lesser than what the Bengals have going on right now. But on the much more positive side of that, this is a big game for the wide receivers where they can hopefully feast on some of the some of the guys on the outside that might not consistently get play time for Cincinnati, specifically Terry McLaurin. I thought both Wright and Sims played very, very solid last week against Detroit once we actually started to move the football down the field. That is going to be something that we come back to in this podcast for the entirety. Can we move the football down the field? Can we be aggressive on offense when we are not down multiple scores? It shouldn't be a ton to ask for. It really shouldn't be, but this is why the team is 2-7. and seven. We have yet to see the defense play with a big lead or even really a great a, a lead. They've had like multiple possessions like, all right, now we have a lead and then it's gone and then the offense just kind of rolls over from there. We haven't seen the defense get to play against a team where they can just pin their ears back, get aggressive, and send the pass rushers after the guy. Whoever it is that they're playing quarterback, in this case, it would be Joe Burrow. The pass rush, although, needs to be better than what it's been in the past few weeks. Chase Young is a guy that I want to see step up. He had that bad penalty last week, and he has been, well, he hasn't been exceptionally great over the past few weeks. It's very clear when you watch Chase Young that he is playing frustrated. He's playing upset that the plays that he knows he's capable of making, the plays that we know he's capable of making, aren't being made on Sundays. 
And this is kind of a crucial point for him because can you use that frustration and can you use that anger and play with it intelligently and use that to your advantage or are we going to see a situation where he gets more silly penalties and he's not getting to the quarterback and he's not getting involved in stopping the run as frequently as he should? Everything that I know about Chase Young now would point to me to believe that he can turn it around and that he can use that frustration positively and make some plays. I think he can, but we need to see it. We are past the point where I can think that he can be great. I want to see him be great. And we know it's in there because we saw it briefly prior to the groin injury. The groin injury kind of threw his season off a little bit. But we saw that he was capable of dominating the offensive lineman who's standing in front of him. We haven't seen that in a few weeks. I want to see that against Cincinnati. I think the defense plays significantly better when Chase Young dominates. The same can go for Montez Sweat, but I feel like when Chase Young is dominating, that means Montez Sweat is getting favorable matchups on the other side, or Ryan Kerrigan, or the guys in the middle. I mean, when one guy dominates, specifically Chase Young, because he has this mystique and this aura about him, right? He's the second overall pick. Everybody knows the name Chase Young. They're game planning to stop Chase Young. And to his credit, he has gotten a degree of double teams. There might have even been a couple triple teams against the Lions, He's drawing interest, but if he can break that and if he can get to the quarterback, that means everyone else on the defensive line is likely also having success. So that's going to be crucial because if you can get to Joe Burrow and if you can fluster Joe Burrow, the defense should be able to take advantage. This number one pass defense should be able to force some turnovers. Although Burrow has only thrown five interceptions on the year. He hasn't thrown an interception in a few weeks. I don't see why not. We could change that, right? The defense has to force turnovers. It's a young quarterback. It's a young offense. You have to force turnovers. They've done a terrible job at it over the past few weeks. You thought coming off of the bye week, it was going to be just a bat out of hell, a cannon, a cannonball fired out of a cannon, right? Like you thought this team was going to come out just on another level, and they haven't done so yet. That has to happen against Cincinnati. If it doesn't happen against Cincinnati, the team is very much in danger of losing this football game. And that's just the reality of what it is. Joe Burrow is good. He's a really, really good quarterback. He's probably better than any quarterback we actually have on our roster. That's not meant to be a diss at Alex Smith, but we know exactly what Alex Smith is. He's a solid quarterback, but he doesn't get aggressive enough to put the offense in front. Joe Burrow doesn't have a problem being aggressive. And that could be the key X factor, if you will, in this football game. Burrow is much more willing to get aggressive than Alex Smith is. And the the offense has to be in a spot where they can consistently get aggressive and put points up on the board early. Score on the first drive. Score on the first drive, and I think the football team wins the game. I don't care if that's a field goal or a touchdown. Put points up on the first drive, And I think the football team wins the game. That's not just on Alex Smith. That's on Scott Turner too. Stop with the stupidity. Stop with the, oh, let me try this reverse as we are having success doing everything else. Put those plays in your back pocket. Those are second half things. Just get points on the board in the first drive for the offense. And we have a much better shot of winning this football game. 
I'm going to stay optimistic, although I'm not joking when I say I do think there is a very scary possibility that Cincinnati comes out victorious, but I'm going to stay optimistic. I think the football team wins. I think this is the first game where the football team scores more than three touchdowns. I want to see the offense be aggressive. I think based on what we saw in that limited second half against Detroit, hopefully they play off of that. Hopefully the receivers just make uh, life a nightmare for the Cincinnati defensive backs. I think the football team wins. I think they put up four touchdowns, so we'll get we'll go four touchdowns and maybe a field goal. I think 31 to 24 is the final. The football team defeats the Cincinnati Bengals. I'd love to know your thoughts on it. This was more of a quick uh, preview of what we got going on here, but I'd love to know your thoughts about it. Hit me up on Twitter at the Denton Day. Do you think the offense scores more than four touchdowns or more than three touchdowns this weekend for the first time all season? Hit me up on Twitter at the Denton Day. Enjoy the game this weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to enjoy it. And I'll see you on Monday for the recap pod. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.